What's up? I'm Cody Tilly, and I'm glad you're here. Thanks for joining us along this adventure. Make sure to hit that subscribe button right now and follow us on all social media platforms. Merchandise is available at talkswithtilly.square.site. Links available in the bios. And we are back for another week of Talks with Tilly. I am so glad you're joining me. And I have got something special for you. I got my buddy, Brandon Blassingame. Brandon, say what's up. Hey, how are you guys? Uh, Brandon is the pastor at Pleasant Grove Cowboy Church out in, it's Decatur, correct? Not Correct, Decatur, Texas, northwest of Fort Worth. So I know a lot of you guys are out there close to that area. If you don't have a home church or maybe you're looking for a church and God, you know, I, I encourage you go check him out. Um, and I'll kind of, we'll kind of get into some more things like that here after a little bit. And let me tell y'all something. Y'all have been absolutely amazing this season. I have heard so much feedback. Um, and I do encourage you that, uh, you know, y'all been asking about some merchandise that so you heard that on the intro that uh, there's some, you can go get all that stuff on talkswithtilly.square.site. And like I said, post it on Instagram. Instagram or social media tag me in it like I want to see y'all in this stuff so y'all are awesome but you know Brandon we've been talking and you've had something kind of laid on your heart that you know you said you talked about it a couple years ago um, th- throughout your church but now God has just kind of put it back on your heart again and uh, I just want to kind of give you a chance to uh, kind of share your heart you know where you're at and kind of what you were thinking about. Yeah, sure. So when we initially talked, we talked about some topics and some things that have been going on and some patterns of what I've been personally seeing for a long time, not only in the world, but honestly, uh, as a pastor in the senior pastor circles, you know, you you see apathy even from the pulpit. So I I want to talk about apathy. All right. Hold on. Hold on just a second now. Uh, Now, what... Apathy is a word that does not get used a whole lot. And like, right. you know, some people may think that's like an infection in your leg or something like that. Uh, but so so explain to me what what is like what is apathy? Uh, just literally that you, you don't have a care for anything in the world, but other than yourself, like you don't want to get involved. You, I, I'll give you another example. We're also known. I've heard people say as the eh, generation like eh. It's not my deal, so no big deal. Eh, I'm not gonna get involved. We're just known as the ant eh, generation. Like it's not, it's not, it's not me, so I'm not gonna get involved. It's not my concern, so I'm not gonna get involved. So you're just apathetic. In other words, you're staying focused on your deal and you don't care what about what else is going around you. Hey, well that's that's fair, and I'm I'm glad you bring that up because uh, you know, you might have just taught a few people a new word. That's uh, being being apathetic. So so pretty much um, in if we talk about spiritual being sp- spiritual apathy and stuff like that. So, you know, kind of proposes the, the question of what is it you know, what does it mean to be spiritual apathetic, to, 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 to have spiritual apathy? And, and how does that look like in our Christian walk? So, you know, what, what, what are your mind? What do you, what do you think as, as far as that go? What is the question we need to, I guess, ask ourselves uh, when it comes to apathy in our Christian walk? Uh, a question that comes to mind for me is, is why don't we care like Jesus called us to care, right? Why don't we care like Jesus called us to care? 
and and I'll, I'll just give three theories real quick if I can. But I believe this with all my heart. The reason why we don't care like Jesus called us to care is the volume of information, whether it be scrolling or whatever we see on our feed, uh, we're overwhelmed by it. Right, so, right. so the volume of information is overwhelming to us sometimes. So we're just focused on what we need to do. Secondly, is we feel helpless to make a change. We feel like, man, I, I'm just a blip on the radar. I can't get involved in this cause or help with that situation over there because I'm a nobody. I, I just, and I'm, I'm just going to keep on rolling. And then third is we are blessed and cursed with comfort. Oh, yes. <laughs> we we are. Know? We have no idea. Yeah, and, and so we've got to get to a place where we're comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. And 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 so if, if that sheds some light on your question. Right. So, uh, you know, you, you gave some some great things right there. And, and kind of what I want to do is I want to take that little section right there and, um, you know, I call it breaking down the sandwich. Like, you know, we, we got to – there was a lot of meat. There was a lot of meat in that, but but you you proposed the question right there at the beginning, and you said, you know, to when we talk about spiritual apathy, the question we could ask ourselves was, why don't we care like Jesus calls us to care? So my my question off of that, and and I always like you know, um, uh, I always like to play the other side of the field sometimes, and I think that brings out some cool questions. But what what does it mean to even care like what does Jesus call us to care like you know um to say why don't we care like Jesus calls us to care well i think we have to know how does Jesus call us to care um what would be the sure. what yeah. what like what would be our standard what you know to to say to say uh, for us to not be doing something what does it look like to be doing that what is what would you say uh he calls us to care like well, I'll give an example from Scripture, if I can. You yeah, know, uh, even better. Jesus had a guy come to him and say he's a religious leader, and what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? Yeah. And Jesus answered back with a question, in which he was so good at, is uh, what does the law say? Yeah. What does the law say? And the guy said, the law says love your neighbor and, and love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And then the guy did exactly what so many of us do <laughs> is if we're having to take a college class or if we're having to take a training class or, or a class for work, we ask, what do I need to do to pass the class? Right, right. <laughs> what, what do I need to do to pass the class? So what, what we do is we typically say, what, what can I do? But what, what's the least possible thing I can do to get the results I want? Right. Yes, 100%. And so the, the – the guy says, he says to Jesus, if I have to love, who's my neighbor? Who are you saying my labor neighbor is? Who, who do I have to love? What, what are you saying? When you're saying I have to love uh, my neighbor, who do I have to love? Do I have to love them or, or do I have to love everybody? What, what are you saying? Who would I have to love? And Jesus tells him another parable and and he goes, and, and I'm sorry if I'm being long-winded, no, man, you're but good. you got Go me on it. a there was a man going from Jerusalem to Jericho and, and he was on the way while he was on the way, he was beaten and left half dead. If you'll remember the story. Right, right. And it was, it was in, in Luke 10, 31 and 32. And, and it says a priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. 
And and what did the priest do in that? I mean, what did he do? He he looked. He was basically looking on his phone, right, right. and scrolling and, right. and ignoring what was going on. So much it sound familiar is what we do, right? Of course. And and then verse thirty two says, "So too a Levite when he came to the place, he saw him, and what did he do? He passed by on the other side. Apathy. He passed right. by on the other side." And what a powerful image of apathy that is. If you don't know what apathy is, that just was explained right there right. in the Gospels, what apathy is. And and I see the guy, but but I don't want to get involved. How many of you well, who are listening have ever said that whenever you, you drove by a fender bender or you saw a person, you know, that, that needed some help with their groceries to their vehicle? And it's a witness opportunity or you can ask that person, how can you pray for them just by literally helping that little old lady pick up her right. her water and putting it in her trunk. You right. know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. And man, I think this, you know, hearing you say that and hearing that story, um, really that, that story of uh, the, the second one you told out of Luke is such a a huge thing because, because I look at it like this when we talk about, when, you know, we can almost take the word apathy and we could say uh, it could almost go hand in hand with the word opportunity. Yeah, you, right. you, you know, um, that a lot of the times like we have an opportunity. Somebody says, well, hey, I want to take my, my next step, my next my step, my next step in my walk of faith, my, you know, do something more. But, you know, those three things that that, that you gave us about, you know, being overwhelmed with information and, and comfort and um and just we don't feel like we could do any well, like we don't feel like we could do anything to make a difference yeah all that goes back to the fact of like we don't we either don't want the opportunity or we're so caught up in other things we miss the opportunity to to do that uh we miss all these things to show because essentially apathy is just showing the world uh of of the light of Christ being the vessel being being that that one that is is going to the world and saying hey well here's what Christ looks like you know um right. but right. you know i think that's good to to say well why don't we why don't we care you know if i guess if somebody asked me that question why don't we care like Jesus calls us to care is you know we're not looking for the opportunity you know we're not right. we're we're not looking to 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 be that like you know I guess I catch myself and I, man it's it's funny that we're even talking about this so I was in Florida last week and like you, you ever made one of them prayers and you know that you're supposed to pray it but you're like oh god I don't really know that I want to like god I yeah. I like I, like, yeah. like I, I know I'm praying for this because I know this would be your will but and yeah. and and I want to do more for you, but I just it, this is outside my comfort zone. Yeah, a dangerous well, prayer. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, as Cra- as Craig Rochelle calls them. Yeah, um, yeah. Great, great, right. great book. I love that book. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I was. I can remember at some point, and it was never just one of those direct prayers because I, you know, I do a lot of praying riding down the road. Of course, with my eyes open, you know, you can pray with your eyes open as well. So, <laughs> be talking to God yes. and. Uh, I said, I was like, God, you know, I just feel, and I and and, and I know you're fixing to put somebody in, it, you're fixing to put an opportunity next to some, like when I get on one of these planes, somebody's going to be an opportunity next to me, so I'm praying for that opportunity. And and part of me was like, okay, God, if if you don't, hear, if there's any prayer you don't answer, or you say not right now, or maybe later, this is one of those ones. Like I, like I'm saying, like, and I'll be honest with you, I got on the first plane or two and. 
you know, I think there was somebody. I don't. I don't remember the exact scenarios, but the the third plane I or the the first plane I got on the way home. You know, I had connection flights, so I was on four different planes. Four different people sat next to me. I take that back. Actually, t- two of the planes I didn't have anybody sit next to me, so I had two people sit. But oh, but, praise the Lord! Yeah, like I mean, crazy <laughs> crazy things, right? Uh, but there was uh, like a lady on the third plane. Um, so first plane on the way home from Gainesville to Atlanta. And I plopped in there, and I put my my AirPods in, and I just, like, I'm disconnected from the world or whatever. And she makes a comment uh, when I first sit down, and she didn't realize I had my AirPods in. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, and whatever. Well, the flight attendant comes down the the road or the the, the, the row or whatever about halfway through the plane ride. And it's not a super long plane ride, about an hour or so. And I, I felt, I just, like, I felt God. He's like, okay, take those AirPods out. Quit yep. being so. Of course, like I'm, I, I get you know, I, I'm an old man. I get coffee on the airplane, and I'm sitting there, and I ask her. I just strike up conversation, and she said she was like 49 or 50. She's, I'm pretty sure she's 49. And I ask her, you know, where she's going, what she's doing, and she's from Detroit, and uh, and I just got to, and we got to talking about culture and. Uh, yeah. so different and and, and I, I don't know if she even had a church home I didn't even break into into that side of things but I will tell you this and it was nothing that I did or but throughout this conversation I didn't you know I'm I'm not one of those people like that just is like hey do you know about Jesus I'm like I just I'm, I'm I made this this relationship with her and at the very end of the plane ride, because she kind of asked me about how things were going, and, and, and it didn't, like I said, it didn't sound like she had a home church, or maybe she did. Uh, if she did, she didn't mention it, but I told her I was a pastor and something like that. And she goes, Well, you know, I'm glad you're into, you know, the spiritual. I think she said something. I'm glad that, you know, you, you know your beliefs, your spiritual. And, and, and when I told her, I told her I worked for a cowboy church, she goes, Is that like a. Like she pretty much was asking if it was a cult, I think. Uh, uh, but cause yeah. she she goes is, she goes is, is that like a Christian thing or is that like a you know whatever? Uh, I said well I said we're not a cult. I said we're Christian, you know yeah. whatever. But I say all of that to say this is I I talked to her for the last half of that plane ride, and at the very end of the plane ride, I just simply asked her. I said, "Is there anything I can be praying for you about?" And her eyes looked got big, kind of. And she goes, no, I think I think I'm all right. Cause and she told me she had a daughter that was 16, and 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 we were talking about the differences in like high school because I deal with high schoolers all the time, you know. And I say all that to say this is that I could have sat over there that entire time and put my earbuds in, and I and I, and I, and I believe I have done that multiple times. People sitting next to me that could have been opportunities. And I sat there with my my earbuds in, and I just I was tired, you know, disconnected from the world. I was trying to disconnect from the world and just you know. Uh, but I had that chance to be apathetic. And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is I saw somebody and I didn't know where she come from, who she was or anything like that. And and I had no, and literally us talking about this is the first time I've ever thought about me being, that being the scenario. But she was an opportunity that God placed in front of my life to say, okay, I could have scrolled, you know, been scrolling through my phone the entire time, playing a game or Hey, listen. Like, I mean, all three of those points you made, you're like, you know, I was, I was comfortable. I, I didn't. I, I mean, I could have sat over there entire ride, slept, whatever I want to do. It was a night flight, yeah. or even that. Hey, there's, there's no way I'm gonna make a difference in this woman's life. I have an hour plane ride. There's nothing I, I'm gonna do or say in this short little time that's gonna make a difference. 
But I honestly believe this because that look on her face, I don't know that I'll ever like I'm I like it's one of those things that has stuck with me since I got off that plane that maybe just maybe that something I said is going to plant a seed to make a little bit of it. Like she's she may say, okay, hey, absolutely this and and you just bringing up that story. And I think that's I think that's where we're at. Um, So let me ask you this question after all that. And I know that was kind of a long story. I didn't mean to get into all that, but. No, no. But no. But we have all these things. We have the there's so much information out there. We're so comfortable. We're so we feel so helpless. How do we how do we overcome that? How do we become that generation that's not just like as Christians, you know, because I I agree with you 100%. How do we how do we take that step to say, "Listen, I know I've missed some opportunities that God's put in my path." you know, to, mm-hmm. to be that light. What do we do that the next time God does put that opportunity or to be more aware of that opportunity? Sure. So for me personally, what I do daily before my feet hit the ground, cause I'm not a lengthy prayer guy, right. but I, I, I put myself in what I call a posture of prayer throughout the day by starting out by saying, God, give me, you give me eyes to see what I need to see, see needs, uh, ears that are open to to hear uh, heartache and and to hear things I need to hear for divine purposes. Give me a heart that breaks for what breaks yours, hands to do what I need to do, and feet to go where I need to go. And then, man, I start my day, and that sets me up in a posture of of not being apathetic and, and being willing to be interrupted by his spirit to ask like you did, uh, it, it, you you never know how this simple sentence can open into other opportunities by that quick exchange, whether it be on the airplane in Walmart, the feed store or whatever. And you say, hey, how can I pray for you? How can I pray for you? And and that just opens up another opportunity and another opportunity. And, and, and you get those looks, like you said, with those eyes being open. But I, I just have a statement for our viewers, something to, to chew on, to, to remember, and, and I'll elaborate. But consistently, how do you overcome apathy? That was the question. And I believe this, consistently expose yourself to something that creates a righteous discomfort. Okay. Consistently expose yourself to something that, that creates a righteous discomfort. In other words, hey, be comfortable being uncomfortable. Well, what does that look like for you? Uh, the things that you know you've been dodging, maybe it's that guy that, you know, that's there on the street corner with the sign uh, and you go another way around to avoid even right. looking at him in his eyes or or that guy that's at the at the corner store before you walk in and you try to go to the other entrance because you don't want to go by him. Well, hey, go right up to him. Go right, right up to him and, and say, hey, I, I, I don't know the situation, the circumstances, but hey, how can I pray for you? And, and again, in that scenario, you don't want, you don't, if you don't feel led to, to give him whatever, I get it. Hey, we want to, we want to give people a hand up, not a hand out and, and just be obedient to that opportunity because it opens so many doors for forward spiritual momentum. And it may be that scenario all the way to a mission trip. Maybe you've got to go and get out of the country and go to a third world country for God to wreck you in your spirit in order to come back and stay in that place where apathy and disobedience to God is not an option. Right. And, and 
you know, you you talk about those things you pray uh, pray for. You know, I think praying. You know, one thing that I've caught myself was even with this deal was like praying for opportunity, and that's and that's like, hey yeah. God, God, give me the opportunity to be that light. Give me the opportunity to to do that. But you know what what you said right there. I think we you, you can the the first two words of of that of your statement a second ago of consistently expose. You know, yeah. the more you're around it, the more you allow yourself to 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 be in those scenarios where you're going to have that opportunity, the more chances you're going to have. Because guess what? I'm just going to tell you right now. I am the hand one, A one. Like, I have missed some opportunities, and I know I have. Um, and I'm probably going to miss some more, if we're being honest. Like, n- not even realizing it, because guess what? I'm probably going to be looking at my phone, or I'm going to be like, I don't have to, you know, my, my, my one I'm guilty about is I don't have time. I'm headed. I got to be, you know, I got to meet in here in 20 minutes or, Right, whatever right. um i don't have time for it you know and then you drive down the road for 15 minutes and you're like oh, i'm i should have i was oh, supposed yeah. to and you know so i think i think when you say that is cons- be be consistent about exposing yourself and be, and be looking for those like god uh, today I'm going to look for whatever you're like an opportunity that you're showing me because I, I this is one thing I believe God answers pretty quick is you asking for an opportunity to 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 show other to show him to other people uh, he he's gonna flood you <laughs> yeah, with yeah yeah he's like the, the they're gonna be there so we oh, say yeah. we we say all that um, to say this is that you know may, maybe that's something you're struggling with today is you don't really you know, you don't really care a whole lot um, about other like, and I and, and I say this is you know you've been fed up with other people like there's you've had some situations happen in your life that have really burnt you. You're you're pretty aggravated. You're like you know what I'm just not helping anybody anymore. Then you know I for forget and and I I really believe the devil can put some of those situations where you tried to help somebody, you tried to do good to somebody, and you know they. Uh, in the nicest way I can put it, they did you wrong because um, you know they right. they they really uh, did you over, and you're just kind of like, man, like I don't want to help anybody now, and the devil wins. Like he's like, okay, well then guess what? The person that actually needs the help, the person that you know that has been put in your path, well now you're not going to help them because guess what? You're burnt. You're tired. You're like, I'm not doing this junk. That right, um, right. So uh, I mean. That just kind of hits me, and I think that's I think the, I think that's something we all deal with, especially if we're trying to talk about being a more spiritual, mature Christian. If 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 we want, or not even just a spiritually mature Christian, just being a good person. You know what I mean? Like, uh, right. of 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 getting yeah, sure. those opportunities. The heart of Jesus, yeah. So, yeah. and and some more application, uh, Cody. That that I'll just encourage your listeners on. It may help out. It may be for somebody. It may break down a lot of what we're talking about in a nutshell is channel your passion right. whatever you're passionate about channel your passion when you say what does that even mean number one focus on something focus on something focus on something so oftentimes we lose our focus and then when we lose our focus we make excuses and and apathy can really attach itself to us and and i'll just say this apathy makes excuses excuses and passion finds a way yeah. apathy makes excuses and passion finds a way. Give so me an example. You, give, give, give me an example of that. Like, uh, you know, you say uh, okay. ch- ch- channel arts, ch- you know, 
you're channeling our passion by focusing on something. Give it like so that yeah. way you know it's okay. Uh, from the local, let's just say if if you're serving at a local church and man, you 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 have a passion for helping people feel the way you felt when you first came to your church. Well, go serve at the door. Go up there to the door, man. Don't make an excuse why you're not doing it. Get out there. Put a smile on your face, man, and help people feel the way you felt when you first came to church. Or if you're if you're in, I'll go a step further, in your local community, if you know that, that there is a huge, 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 huge need for people to serve at the local soup kitchen or, or Salvation Army or whatever, mm-hmm. go do that. Go do that. And and because you, you see those folks that, that are in need or uh, sex trafficking. That's yeah. huge. That may be a major, major or suicide awareness. You know, you know, yeah. you know that that's going on, especially with young people. And, and you want to be available to be able to pray with them, to, to, to get training on how to counsel them. And that's a passion for you that, that you, may be part of your testimony from back when. And, and your hindsight can be somebody else's foresight. Right. And so you focus on something that you're passionate about and don't make an excuse because that's where apathy will grab a hold of you, man. Passion always finds a way. And then step number two, uh, embrace what hurts when you, if you want to channel your passion, embrace what hurts. Cause I'll just be honest with you and I'll speak from personal experience. I would rather hurt with a purpose than it to exist without one. Mm, that's good. Very I would good. rather hurt with a purpose than to exist without one. I, I, again, I'd rather hurt with a purpose. I just believe this with all my heart than exist without one. So again, embrace what hurts. What, what, what breaks your heart? You know, what breaks God's heart. What breaks your heart? And then find that man and channel your passion because you know, like you said, Cody earlier, whenever you pray for patience, God's going to give you an opportunity to be patient. <laughs> so, so, uh, He's going to give you, be willing to be bold to say, you know what, God, make me bold today. Make, I, I, I want to be obedient to the opportunities you give me. Uh, speak to me, Lord, your servant has listened. So oftentimes we pray at him, but we don't listen to him because we, we're afraid what he's going to say. Right. And then we need to put it, put it into practice. And then, hey, God, break my heart for what breaks yours. Right. And w- whenever you are open to that, man, be, beware and be ready. <laughs> Because the floodgates are coming, he's going to give you opportunities. Well, and and I I do want to say this to add on because it, you know, you, you were talking about like even the you know serving at the the soup kitchens or uh, or at the front door or, or wherever, but even if you are doing that, I think you know here's one thing that that has stood out to me, and this is where I've where I've changed my perspective just a little bit on some of that, uh, you know. I think that we forget, at least me. This is something that 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 I'm even trying to do now. And somebody says, "Oh, you're just a you know, you're a youth pastor. Of course, you're going to do this." But like, even things as far as if you're helping out, like coach a sport, like like yeah. like like yeah. baseball, like like man, maybe you're extremely passionate about baseball or softball or golf or whatever. Like you know, here's here's my thing. I'm helping. Uh, I actually just talked with a coach yesterday. I'm going to kind of. You know, I'm. I'm no great golfer by any stretch of the imagination. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I have. I have some decent days, but I have got probably a lot more. But my my local school that where eighty percent of my kids come from. Uh, I've got a lot of senior boys that are playing golf this year that, that wanted to be on. They they kind of got the golf team going back again this year, and and they have a coach from the school or whatever, but. Uh, 
God laid it on my heart to just, you know, go help, like, just go be a part. Like, even if I'm riding around, just, you know, I, I can't really give him a whole lot of instruction or anything like that, but just be there as, as a guy. Because guess what? Those golf has actually been one of the biggest ministries I've ever been a part of because even before this golf team did a thing, we would, I'm going to tell you right now, I've had more serious conversations about God and about uh, about life with those kids on a golf course than I ever have in a youth room. 100, oh, 110%. But guess what? They're passionate about it. I, I'm passionate. Golf has became my kind of new passion, I guess. My my love, that's what I enjoy doing. Because, I, I mean, that's that's all passion is, is, hey, what do you enjoy doing? Um, that's right. But taking those things and saying, hey, these these ordinary moments can become spiritual moments if we only mm-hmm. see the opportunity in them. If, if, if we will only see sure. that and, and do that. So when, when, when you say that about channeling the passion and, and looking at it, I'm like, okay, like, yes, 100%. And it's just, it's the matter of we can take our ordinary everyday life and find those things that we love to do. And maybe it's even going like at the gym. Hey, you love to go work out. You know what I mean? And guess what? You've made some friends working out. Well, guess what? Invite them to invite them to a small group. Invite them to a to that's a Bible right. study. And that maybe that's the only part you're supposed to play is you're supposed to invite them. Hey, man, listen. I, I know you've been coming. Like, like I've I, I've I noticed that y- uh, y'all have some some people coming out there to your church that uh, I don't really know them, but I know they're uh, sounds like they're you know have some pretty good influence with some with some other people and things like that and mm-hmm. that's really cool because guess what those people that are passionate about what what they're doing what they're doing like hey their role may be just as simply hey guess what man hey I'm I'm going out here and because they've they've got some uh they they're passionate about something that that a lot of people are passionate about well guess mm-hmm. what they're going to get to be an impact for the kingdom because Amen. your passion's the same and it's as simple Amen. as that i hear so many people tell me oh i can't get up and talk in front of people okay not everybody's meant to get up and talk in front of people not everybody's yeah. meant to, to well, go ahead I, I was just gonna say pa- passion inspires and it's contagious right and passion inspires and it's contagious. You're saying it right there, man. When they see you fired up about something, man, it has so much influence on that person. And they're like, wow. And and, and, and hear me when I say this, there's a difference between motivating someone and inspiring someone. Motivation is getting someone to do something they don't want to do. Inspiring them, man, they want to be a part of that. But when they see you passionate about it, it's just – it's just seed planting, man, and it continues, and, and, it, and it opens doors to, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We've just got to, again, not make those apathetic excuses and, no. and find a way and, and uh, be willing to take that step. Like you said, to just plant that seed, man. Yeah. Well, man— Man, that's good. I, I've, that's it's been good conversation today. We have uh, that has been a that's a topic, you know, uh, spiritual apathy, knowing knowing what apathy means to that, and the making excuses and how to. I guess I really should have been wording this whole time how to not be spiritually apathetic. But when we're talking about spiritual a- apathy, you know, how we can make excuses. So maybe uh, maybe that's you today. Maybe you're listening and you know you've been making some excuses of why why you shouldn't talk to somebody or somebody's done you so wrong and you just can't and i mean i i'm just going to leave you with this to 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 remind you about this jesus literally 
says don't even worship until you go make things right with your brother or sister because that's how important yeah. it is. He says stop Amen. what you like, leave the altar, go to the person, make the at least do everything on your part to make things right. Um, and I know I just stomped on about fourteen thousand of your toes right now because we all have that person. We're like, oh, I, I don't want to make things right with them. I, they're they're a, they're a butthead, you know, like. I mean, that's how important Jesus says this is, and uh, because it's going to hold chains on you too. But through this whole thing, is don't you know? I think don't don't become so uh, don't become so caught up with yourself. Don't become so caught up with everything else that you forget that God is putting some opportunities in it, um, in front of you. It, one one probably even if you're not asking for them, they're there, but. What are you using to channel your passion? What are you doing to not be to not be in this spiritual apathy side of things where you're just ignoring everybody and you're saying, "Hey, it's it's you know not my problem, so I'm just not going to worry about it." Hey, if God's put them in front of you, there's a good chance that they could every person that walks in front of you could be an opportunity, or they are an opportunity. Um, and even you know, I, I say this even you know, pastors checking on pastors. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah. every everybody needs somebody to check on them, and and leaving it at that, man. Like I said, I think this conversation, I think it's good. It's been inspiring. You know, we 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 learned some new words. We learned, <laughs> we learned it wasn't. <laughs> we learned this is not a uh, a uh, disease, or yeah. which I don't know. Apathy could yeah. be a disease. You know, yeah, get a, yeah. You get, can't take take Pepto Pepto and get rid of apathy. That's for sure. <laughs> well, man. Well, well, I've enjoyed it today. It's been good. Uh, a great conversation about a topic that doesn't you know it's not a very very common thing to talk about so i i've enjoyed it i've enjoyed kind of getting to just look at this from a different spot and really it's opened my eyes because you know it's just like we talked about on that plane ride i think we run in these opportunities all the time and we have a choice opportunity or app i mean i guess that's probably more of a well and they're not antonyms but um but just looking at that, so man, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for taking time Absolutely. out of your day to 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 be a part of this, and all the of uh, of our listeners. I'm sure are fixing to enjoy this, and uh, I just uh, I appreciate you and 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 all you're doing for the kingdom at that. Hey man, I echo the same. I love uh, what you're doing to further God's kingdom, and I just thank you for the opportunity to get to talk to a brother that I see God's hand on. Man, you just keep doing what God's called you to do. Well, I appreciate it. Hey, guys, I, I do want to encourage you with this right here. Uh, this weekend, me and Brandon will both both be at Horsegate 2022 um, at, in Tyler, Texas. If, if you've already you know, got tickets for that, um, there's there will be a booth. Me and Brandon are also part of a, a national church development team for the AFCC. So if you're listening to this and you're a pastor or you're a part of a church and you, uh, you know, you'd like to kind of get involved with that, there's some cool things coming out with that. And we would love to help your church be a part um, and use some of these things that we have learned that do and both do and don't work in churches and right. uh, hopefully yeah. get those implemented in your church and just be, be a, a hand and man for us to check on you. That's what, that's what part of what we do as this church development team is, you know, we just want to check on you and make sure you're doing all right. So 
if that is you listening, or if you just want to come see one of us uh, this weekend or at Horsegate, we will be more than glad to talk to you. Um, it's going to be a great time, Doctor Tony Evans. Man, I've heard him speak before, and I'm just I, I'm, yeah. I'm pumped for this. So anyway, guys, <laughs> we love you. Uh, have a great week. Have a great um, rest of your day. At that, have a great next hour. And you never know, God just might put somebody in your path before you realize it. So, man, y'all have a great week. I love y'all, and uh, we'll see you soon. Peace.